Welcome to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about X-Men stuff, I guess. Whatever. And dude, you alright? I was. I was fine. But then I read this negative review on our podcast. Wait, a negative review on a podcast? Where? Let me pull this on shit up. Our podcast that any of our listeners can go and review on Apple Podcasts and probably Stitcher. I don't know anything about Stitcher. But right now I'm looking at this review. On the from Apple Podcast app? Apple, Apple Podcast app, yes. Oh. Um, labeled terrible. So terrible, we have two stars from it. So our podcast, yes, you're telling me, is so terrible mm-hmm. that it deserves two stars. Yeah, this is, a person, this is a person that says literally a lot, probably. Literally, I can't understand why somebody would rate any podcast anything other than five or one stars. Why? Yeah. One or the other. Like, I don't understand. Like, what the hell is the point of a two-star review? If you don't like it, just give it one star. Yeah. Or here's the thing you could do since you think we're terrible. You could just not fucking listen. Yeah. Or you know what? Keep listening even though you hate it. Because that helps our reviews. But yeah. So who is this for, my friend? Because usually you come into this with a lot more energy. And I I do. And I felt so hurt by this review saying we have no script, no outline. I mean, yes, we don't have a script or an outline because I'm just talking to my buddy. Yeah. I've never claimed to be prepared or a professional. That's why there are no ad reads in this. And it says, just two guys randomly talking over each other. I mean, that's also completely accurate. I'm sorry, what did you say? I was waiting for my chance to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, the audio quality ranges from unhearable to insanely loud. That's true. You know why? This is all fact so far. You know why? Because we live in a goddamn pandemic, and your boy has the best technology available to him when he does. (laughs) Within financial reason. Guest star guest stars include the host's girlfriend. <laughs> that might be my favorite part because it is the best part because like it's immediately mad that I dare bring my girlfriend who clearly knows nothing about comics even though she reads comics regularly. I know it's just oh my god, oh no, a girl, oh no, a special guest. What was I supposed to get? Fucking Chris Claremont. <laughs> The fuck Jim Lee's gonna come on our podcast? Jailbird? What the fuck? What kind of special guest do you think these two fucking boneheads can get on their dumbass podcast? We have a fucking amateur podcast. Fuck. All the comic book writers I could possibly get all work for DC, so they probably couldn't help they us. They ain't gonna do it. They They're gonna, not gonna do it. They ain't gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, no. Leave us a review. Um, if you don't Please like us. One leave us a review one star is cool like one star shows i don't like this two star shows you're you can't make up your fucking mind you're indifferent and you might come back i mean this review ends with who is this for us apparently apparently slightly for you because you gave it two stars meaning something about it you kind of liked no but like let's be honest it's a fucking podcast who do you think all podcasts are for the fucking host you yeah. think this fucking, like, especially, we're doing this for no money. 
We're doing this because there's a pandemic. We love X-Men. We can't see each other on a regular basis. So why not meet up, talk about fucking X-Men into microphones and see if there's other people in the world who like to think that and hear what we have to say and, and, and fucking interact with us. But if you don't have the Twitter, you can leave us a review on, on Apple. Well, speaking of not having Twitter, we have uh, another review. Oh, you mean um, when Tolstoy wrote us a fucking podcast review? <laughs> yes. Um, how how is- much did, how many stars did this seven paragraph <laughs> essay give us? We appreciate it, guys. We appreciate the dedication to talking to us. So I, this I do. I mean, I, I, again, like you must still listen to this podcast. You give us three stars. And yeah. again, I agree with everything the first person said, and I've agreed with pretty much everything I've read of this long, very long review. Yes, um, the fun, informal, and I can't see the rest for some reason. Yeah, no, it cuts it off. I know. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was probably negative to sensational to, into the, to the three star review. But Skeptical. anyway. Um, well, basically, that other review just kind of says stuff we don't know. And listen, we never say we're like experts. X. Uh, we never say that like we know every single detail about X Men. We do, no. do not. No. My main thing for Did this you? podcast has been <laughs> has been two buddies casually talking about X Men, like we do normally anyway. Yeah. So um, we're not driving your car, going over every detail. Instead, we just do it while recording yeah this one there's been less milkshakes involved in this one that's for sure um (laughs) yes i I, yeah um i forgot what i was gonna say it's not important whatever um no i want to say that that reviewer that reviewer left a message talking about stuff we got wrong like stuff to do with vulcan the women that are with him in that story and that did inspire me I want to do an episode eventually where we can talk about the um, Ed Brubaker run because I, I have read a lot of it. I never read mm. The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire, but mm. I own it. So it's oh, okay. a good excuse to actually read it. Okay. That's cool. And also, um, Second, what is it? Second Genesis. Genesis? Good. I read That's that. a great one. That's a great one. That's a great one. So he's done some really good stuff. Um, mm. Sci Complex, I believe that was his. I want to say. I don't recall. I'm not going to guess because yeah, I, don't want I think it people is. People to think that I'm an expert. <laughs> And get it wrong. So, so uh, TC, as you label at the end, I want you to know, thank you for your healthy criticism. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm giving you shit because it's a long, a long review, <laughs> and I'm just teasing. Um, but no, I do appreciate the criticism. Like, all, all for it, dude. Like, yeah, I do. I think you'll appreciate how he ends it with, we can all agree that Fallen Angels was terrible and pretend it never happened. Oh, I did forget it happened until I read that line. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I do apologize for making, TC, I do want to apologize for making you scream into the podcast void with all of our stupid errors and <laughs> lack of research. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm like, I get it. I know I'm frustrating. We have to live with these brains. We I get know. it. I, I scream into the void all the time. That's why I have a podcast now. That is anyway, guys, is. since we didn't start it the proper way, I'm Nick. This is Josh. If you're okay. still listening to this point, but you don't know who we are, and you're like, what's going on? I'm Nick. This is Josh. We I'm talk Josh. about X-Men. 
I'm black and Josh is mustard color. Like you look like you spilled mustard on your shirt. So immediately you're like, I'll just fill in the rest. That's what your mustard color shirt looks like. Um, I'm just on, I'm just in a yellow shirt, everybody. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. So today we're going to continue on this adventure. X of Swords. We'll be getting back to Juggernaut and uh, Giant Size X-Men and I believe issue, I want to say three of X-Factor, which I did enjoy. Um, We'll get back to all that soon or never because right now we're in the middle of (laughs) the X of Swords and you know what? I'm really, really digging the structure right now. I'm digging the story. I am too. Consequences Mm -hmm. of everyone's actions. Yeah. Um, some one, things yeah. Yeah. there's there's a few things I'm still not super sold on and some things yeah. I'm not super enjoying but overall yeah this is, this is pretty cool it's definitely going to like, if you told me okay here's the premise of X of Swords good luck explaining it to me in a quick way but here's the premise I wouldn't think that would lead to storm fighting in Wakanda or Wolverine yeah. going to hell yeah mm-hmm. like, yeah they're, they're there's a lot of great side stories they've been able to squeeze in and also set up future like stories because oh, these little There's things are also of- going to have consequences later on, you know? Like, oh, I have some, especially the last Marauders, I have some theories yeah, about that too. Yeah. Um, but also the fact that you can legitimately start reading X of Swords and then read all the other books. Issue three of X Factor and issue four have no connection whatsoever. They don't. And that honestly kind of bugs me. But it's kind of refreshing because it doesn't feel like it's going to be a forced tie-in. This is a this is literally chapter two of this. Yeah, story. and I, I agree. I do appreciate it for that. I do appreciate that everything's stopping because there's a bigger thing happening. And so just all the books are about that now, 100%. Yeah. I do appreciate that. But it does feel like, why did we... I unless I forgot what happened in X Factor Three, which, as you know, there's no script, no outline, and we're not experts, so I probably did, but I don't think that story was done. <laughs> like, uh, I think they wrapped it up to the point where we can pause, okay. deal with the end of the world, and go back to it. Okay, I think well, I, I definitely just feel weird for people who are going to get a trade. Like, are they going to wait right. for other issues before the trade comes out? I would hope so. I don't know. It might so be kind of. Things, it might be one of those things where it's like, the um, it'll be like a supplemental thing at the back of the trade, you know, like like yeah. X Factor number four, part of X of Swords, as a supplemental thing or whatever. I don't know. All right, so let's get into it. This chapter is two. part two, chapter two, part two. Everyone to put it, but technically X Factor number four. So this book kicks off right where the last one left off. Just like I said, I liked about this entire series so far. Uh, We have Siren carrying Richter, who looks all fucked up. We have Angel, ironically, carrying Apocalypse. Yeah, right off. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right off the bat. I was like, wow. This is um, unexpected. Seeing Angel do that. But then I was like, it shouldn't be. I mean, first, he did say he, he wants to be the one to be there when apocalypse dies so he wants to make sure he's there but he, <laughs> you know he's he's a good guy you know what i mean like it shows his it shows the 
heroicness and and the sacrifice that even angel that even warren is willing to put aside this to for the greater cause of Krakoa, you know yeah so then we also have while siren's kind of catching everyone up on what the hell just happened we have the remains of rock slide yeah so that's a thing because he was cut in half last issue and then we have Polaris trying to understand all the shit that uh, Saturnine put in her brain. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, it's, it's an interesting character choice to have this character who has no psychic abilities be the one getting all this information. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like having Polaris have a, a center stage role and in, in discovering herself more. And I think that's what this is going to lead to. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited it's her, but it is kind of weird that it's somebody with zero psychic abilities yeah and then we also have again what you're mentioning about moments that are going to lead to something in the future for sure mm-hmm. this is the first hint and the next issue wolverine has the next hint but the moment with krakoa being pissed off that the gate was closed yeah and um cypher having to explain that's not our fault not cypher sorry no cypher yes yeah cypher yeah doug mm-hmm. yeah uh, him having explained to him, like, whoa, whoa, calm down, guy. We have no control over the gate on the other side. We mm-hmm. didn't do that. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. The last two issues alone have already shown Krakoa has possibly his own motivations. Mm-hmm. Or at and least, someone, it, yeah, it, if not his own motivations, his own, um, like, he might have the same end goal in mind, but, like, he definitely is like, no, I, I want to play the game because I want my other half back. Like, yeah. I'm not playing the game because I give a shit about what happens to other world or what fuck happens to the other dimensions. I want to be reunited. Yeah. Um, so, so when far. other psychics. So far, that's how it seems. Yeah. That's how it seems. Yeah. How, could it sur- swerve? It certainly seems. Absolute so. 110%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other psychics try and go inside Polaris's mind to get to decipher the code and everything. And they get stopped by what they described kind of like as an automatic recording kind of situation. Not like Saturnine is in Polaris' head. It's kind yeah. of like an implantation. A firewall. Inside yeah. Polaris. Yeah, a firewall. Like, yeah. like think, think of Jurassic Park. Think of uh, Newman's character going, uh, uh, uh. uh yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> timely. Good job. Timely. We don't feel old at all. So we're going to, this is something I'm going to skip over in all the books because I honestly didn't pay that much attention, even though I'm sure it'll matter eventually. So far, every issue of X of Swords has a little thing about a different sector of Otherworld. Oh, yeah. You should read them. They're going to lead to things, man. Oh, I, I did read. I like, skimmed them. You know, you read yeah, it, yeah. but you didn't really read it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get back to the story. I feel like I'm being paused to get yeah, like, lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part I don't love, but I'm sure it's going to mean something. It does mess up the flow of the story. I That's the thing. Be honest. Yeah, it, yeah. it does do that. But I, so far they've been treating them a little bit more like where there's like a, a, like think in terms of commercial break, you know, like kind of like a break in that scene and then another lead, you know, segue. Yeah. But sometimes not. And it just, I don't like when it does that either. So then we have Healer trying to help Richter and Apocalypse. And again, we have this genuine connection between Richter and Apocalypse. Yeah, it's... To the point where he's trying to kill Healer since he can't heal Richter. Yeah, he, he discovers that Healer is choosing to let Richter die because he's too far gone because he can just be resurrected. 
and use all his talents to actually save Apocalypse, who could be saved. And Apocalypse doesn't agree with even letting him die to be resurrected. And he attacks him. So we have a moment I thought was going to happen, but I thought it was going to happen very differently. But I'm happy with the way they're doing this. So eventually they want to bring back Richter and Rockslide. They bring back Richter. They uh, implant all his memories back. He's good. He's happy. Then we try and do the same thing with Rockslide. And it goes completely fucking wrong. So we, what I really liked is in this moment when Xavier tried to fix the memories and fix Rockslide, everything got fucked up because this isn't necessarily the same Rockslide. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, it's like this weird fear with the main five who make the resurrection where they have no connection to each other. All of Xavier's backup systems get blown up apparently. Yeah. Like, everything gets fucked up. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is the moment where they realize they're infected. But it's a little something different. Originally, we thought that Arrow was going to infect all of the uh, the eggs and fuck up everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cocoa and poison it. Instead, that, it yeah. seems that if you die in Otherworld, that's it. The yep. version of you that comes back is some kind of weird multiversal combination new thing. Yep. It's not the same thing. So, in other words, you're dead. You are dead. Yep. I fucking love that. I, I really, I really enjoy that concept too. Yeah. It doesn't Thanks. break the, the new rules of Krakoa, but it also actually adds stakes to a fight to the death in yep. another world because you were in another world. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That, now all these characters can actually die. Yeah. And one of the other things I enjoy about it is the potential for new versions of what seem like old characters. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. that's definitely going to happen. 110%. And that's going to be really weird and like fucking lasting for how many years? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. And to explain to someone years later, who's that character? Oh, he's a multiversal combination of multiple versions from a time <laughs> when mutants were resurrected. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be fucking It's insane. the opening of Explaining the X-Men where you go, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, which is a show that everyone should listen to if they actually yeah. are X-Men experts. Yeah, they, they, if you want scripts and detailed history, it's them. Yeah. I remember it might be almost like a uh, uh, a reason for making this podcast where we would say they felt overly scripted sometimes. And like they I mean they were they were 100% scripted, which is because yeah. they were like very detailed historic looks at the issues they covered like there's no way if you want the fastest speakers you've ever listened to it's them <laughs> yeah i love that podcast i'm not trying yeah. to talk i'm not trying oh to no talk no not at all here. but i'm just saying like no they that's the style for a reason like the reason we're not the i the reason we don't have scripts is because then it would be a podcast in which i decided oh i'm gonna go on a deep dive about this yeah and i don't want to do that no, we want to have fun. I want to have fun. Buddy. Yeah. Anyway, we're that's that's for the opening. Here we are talking about bad eggs. So I like the idea that you can fuck up all of Xavier's backup systems. Yeah. If it's done the but right they, way, you they, can, they fuck can it short all up. circuit. Yeah. So that's interesting. We have Richter, who did come back, but Rockslide, who kind of looks skinnier and different, and I don't think yeah he's not even speaking. He's barely speaking the right language. Yeah, he's got like some, yeah. 
who knows what like, language he's speaking since the it's he's some multiverse, you know. And in this moment, when all the systems shut down, you had the five kind of go like a panic mode. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not connected. We're not connected. What, what do we do? What do we do? And mm-hmm. like immediately, uh, Egg thought his eggs were the problem and they destroyed all the other eggs for people who were about to be resurrected. Yeah. Like they did all this stuff freaking the fuck out. And it shows to me how fragile everything really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One fuck up, people will lose their minds. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It's and a, also, it's a new yeah. nation, you know, like just like every new nation, it's uh, it's always on the verge of just complete disaster. Yeah. And then, from like or you old. mentioned before, who knows how long it's going to last? We have a new rock slide, this yeah. skinny, weird version. Like, like rock slide, ab- is- he he looks like an abstract drawing a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's like, uh, what you think of form of a human would be. You know what I mean? And then uh, the book basically ends with um, Polaris unlocking what's in her mind and spouting out all the riddles of who each person is for the sword, destined for each sword. Yes. I'm not going to go over all of them because we're going to kind of go through them in the actual books, but Mm -hmm. her doing this was really cool because eventually it ends with um, magic going, I guess that one means me. And she steps into the circle. I forgot what this circle was, like why I was there. Do you remember? Which circle? The one they're stepping in oh, to like light up. Each Because each one represents the sword, the corresponding okay. sword. So when the person gets the sword, they have to go into that circle. And then when all the circles are lit up, it will transport them to other world in the tournament. No, no, I'm saying where that circle come from, do you know? Polaris made it. Oh, she made it? Okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, part of the thing you were just talking about. So, after she unlocked the riddle, part of what she unlocked was how to create this portal and why the portal was needed. So, she took the remains of Rockslide, like, that fell off, like, that died, and she made this shrine. She made it out of him. So that it would also be a, a, a warning that if you go and you die, you are sacrificing. And we cannot let rock slide sacrifice go in vain. We need to go there and we need to win. So that's why she built it. Fine. Look at you, Mr. Know-it-all. I- so next up, we have part three. Um, possibly the best issue of Wolverine. <laughs> It w- yeah, definitely the best issue of Wolverine, that's for sure. Um, so Wolverine number six, Josh, take it from there. Hold on a second, let me load it up, my friend. Fine. All Man, right, pages. so. You guys can hear those page turnings. All right, so yeah, Wolverine number six, which is chapter three of X of Swords, opens with Wolver- what appears to be Wolverine's claws coming out of fire and Wolverine talking about having to go to hell and all the sacrifices needing to be made. And then it cuts back to Krakoa and he has what you alluded to earlier, that conversation with Krakoa in which he tells Krakoa that I understand your voice is the only one that matters. And even though we all live here and think we make all the rules at any moment, you could decide to fucking end it because it's not, we're not in control and I'll never trust you. 
because of that, because of what you want us to do now, because you are willing for, you are willing to let us sacrifice our lives for this. And I'm never going to trust you again. Right? Well, yeah, his last line actually is, but don't think I'm ever going to trust your green ass. Yeah. So, I, but I like that he's seeing this. And then in that moment of reading that, I actually thought like, I wonder does Xavier have a contingency plan for that? And that's what I wondered too. I'm like, how has it gone this long without them wondering that? Like what's going to happen if the thing that used to be a villain in our world becomes a villain yeah. again. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or can Xavier, did, does Xavier think, yeah, I can make him brain dead if I really want to. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Does a brain dead Krakoa work? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, so Wolverine has figured out that one of the reels was about him. One about the, um, Oh man, now I forgot. Marsimut sword or whatever the heck we'll, we'll get to it when I see it. But one of, one of the names that appeared to him, he, he understood that riddle. And so he understands he has to go find this sword. And first he has to find the person who made the sword. So he goes to Silver Samurai. Silver Samurai is obviously pouting because there's about to be a sword fight and he's not invited. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's pretty pissed off. And he's especially pissed off at Logan's son because he's always pissed off at Logan. And now he's pissed off again because once again, Logan gets to go fight because he has six swords and I only have the one. But Which also implies like he killed him just to prove a point. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Wolverine beats the shit out of him to get the information he wants. Then we cut to the other part of the story. The part I Which I think way yes, more. Me too. I think this, this character seems really fucking cool. I cannot wait to get more of this dude. So we cut to Araco, I believe is how we have been pronouncing it on this show, which I'm sure is incorrect, but I'm not good with words or numbers. So this is where all where the four horsemen are and they're like, you know, that's their their base of operations they're flying around on their lord of the rings dragons talking about this person they have down in the pit that they have to enlist his help because apparently one of their champions has to be this guy so they go to find this dude who should be suffering in a pit but instead he's down there with his guitar and his cooked meat and his candle lights and his cheese and, and grapes just drinking some wine and he is just the cockiest motherfucker that's ever lived. What was his name? Solomon? Is that his name? Solomon, yeah. Yeah. So turns out Solomon is quite the legend in Araco. He's a um, champion, fighter, murderer, poet, lover. But also, he's been in this pit for a hundred years. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. He's been down there for a hundred years. And by the way, he still looks fan-fucking-tastic. And he's he, chilling. He's getting a workout. He's never, he doesn't look a day over, over 27. So he is all like, oh, hi, you're here because you want a favor from me. And they're like, no, you should be begging us to let you out of this pit. They're re they are pissed off at this guy because it turns out he's down in that pit because he killed War's spouse, which I think she, he calls her husband. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, your husband. So, um, He's down there as punishment for killing Hell's husband or War's husband. He leaps out of the pit at a moment's notice to prove that he could have left whenever he wanted. And he probably has been leaving whenever he wanted and says, then I am off 
to take part in this fun sounding tournament. I bid you all adieu. <laughs> and he just yeah. takes I off. Love that. I love that because he jumps off with the chain still around his arm. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, I didn't need these. So for a hundred years, he could have just left. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure he did several oh, yeah. times. So yeah, then we get like a little bit of a backstory about him, about, like I said, that he is like this world-renowned Anarako like fighter. He's a murderer. He's the scum of the earth, but he's also a smooth talking ladies man and man's man. Everyone loves him. He is yeah, they kind of insinuate he like he seduced Apocalypse's not yeah. uh, war's Wars, husband. Yeah. So like the the rumor is either he one rumor was like he killed him for this and the other reason was they were like lovers and he was jealous that he couldn't have them to himself and they killed like it was crazy it was it was fun he kind of reminds me now based off this current version of him he kind of reminds me of Dakin a little bit right yeah i mean i was yeah one of yeah definitely i i was that is exactly what i was thinking too i just couldn't remember his name but yeah so it'd be interesting to see if they ended up interacting yeah, I love how annoyed all the horsemen look. Yeah, just like, fuck. Like, wait a minute. He wasn't being tortured, and he's cool, and he's having a good time. Damn. So he says, it's a sword contest. Fine. I'll use this blade from hell. Yes. Yeah, so he has he has a special sword or special dagger made from, like, that if who, he thinks the, the omen of the sword is whoever dies by this blade goes to hell, and he killed War's husband with this blade so he they keeps, tell him well, you can't use that that's a dagger not a sword yeah you can't use it. it's a dagger not a sword but it doesn't matter to him he's taken off he's like oh good then i'll go find the sword so after he escapes we cut to wolverine beating his way and pulling in favors all throughout japan to find Basically. the swordsman or the the maker of the sword um muramasa i believe is how it's pronounced sure i'm not even gonna try also, but I do commend the artwork in this issue. I really like some of the artwork. Some of these shots, like this this one shot on the mountain with lightning striking. Yeah. Like the mountainside and Wolverine walking and the hand walking behind. All that really works for me. It's really Yeah, good. it's it's really yeah. I, I especially like that full page splash that you were just describing where he's walking up to the temple. Yeah. And the hand is it's sneaking up behind him because it's, Still slightly like mimicking Greg Capullo, but it's still good. So sure, like, sure. mimic someone, mimic Greg Capullo. Yeah, but like yeah, it's it's a fucking cliche ass comic book picture, but you know what? It's a cliche because sometimes they're good, you know. Like yeah. So anyway, we um cut to another data page talking a little bit about this Muramasa character and um finding out all the different clues that Wolverine has beaten out of people. Then we cut back to what they say hell now, and it's the pit of hell. Then we cut to Japan then, and it's Wolverine pushing his way into that temple. And then we cut. So I really like what they're doing here. And they're showing, they establish that, okay, these red scenes in hell is happening right now. These blue dark scenes in Japan, like, are happening. Yeah, like a flashback. Yeah, it's like, it's like a parallel flash story. You know what I mean? Like telling the same story. And so we see Wolverine coming out of the lava a la Terminator. Sticking in my, all my 90s references. Today. Yeah, don't think about how he moved through the lava. Don't think about that. Don't think about any of that. Don't think no. about... Yeah, don't don't overthink it at all. Yeah, he's but, going through hell, so don't think about it. Yeah, he he's just skeletal. I, I guess somehow his brain survived to move his body. Sure. Despite the, no muscles. 
with no muscles or whatever. Anyway, uh, he somehow, I, well, you know what? It is hell. It's hell. There's special yeah, rules. Magic. He, he's yeah. an undead. Yeah, he, he magics his way out of the pits of hell only to find the spirit of Muramasa waiting above him saying, save me, Logan's, Logan's son. Now, I don't remember. Did they explain how he actually got into hell? He didn't die because he can't die. Did he do the a ritual? Temple, the, the temple. Okay. The, the temple he goes through takes him to hell because, as we establish in X-Force 13, which is coming up right now. Oh, we didn't review. We didn't give our X's, bro. Oh, that is true. Okay. Real, real quick then. Uh, X-Fact number four, I give three X's. I gave four X's. Because I really like the Polar- the Polaris story, I was re- I, I'm liking where she's going. How many did I you also, give w- w- Wolverine? Uh, Wolverine number six. I give three and a half. I gave three. I gave three. Yeah. 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 Now we're at X Force. X Force thirteen. Now I, again, I loved how literally this is A part four. Yep, this is part yeah. four, and quite literally. Right where we left off in X in uh, Wolverine, it helps that's the same writer. <laughs> it helps it's the same writer. Benjamin it also Percy. helps that Wolverine is a character in X Force too, right? So it's like it's pretty. Yeah. It, it works that way too, which I enjoyed. That's the one downside I think of X Factor. They didn't use any of the X Factor characters. No Polaris. Just Polaris. Yeah, yeah, she is. Okay, that, that's, that was her. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's like a very different Polaris in that book, it is, but not not to the extent that she is. In a in search for herself, who, yeah, just away from Magneto. True. So, all right, X Force thirteen opens kind of um, back where we not right where we left off, but a little before there. So we see more of Wolverine. Climb. No, no, keep trying to explain that. <laughs> like not in hell, but before hell. Yeah, it, it's so past. it's so he's walking up to the temple, which leads him to hell. <laughs> so. I don't know. Again, another good splash page of like hand ninjas, classically exactly. hand ninjas versus Wolverine. Even yeah. though it felt weird because like the hand usually wears red. Yeah, but like yeah. I've read a lot of Daredevil, and I'm used to the hand wearing red. Yeah, I know. I, I I hear what you're saying, but the hand sometimes wears black. They do. They do. That is a real thing. It's just weird. <laughs> it depends on who they're fighting. They see who it is, and then they put on their outfits accordingly. Exactly. So. Wolverine is ambushed by the hand as soon as he enters this temple before we meet him as Terminator Wolverine. He fights the hand. Then he discovers as he's doing this, the hands are a bunch of skeletal creatures. They're all, they're zombies. They're these weird the by demons. Have been zombie-esque, but this is like legit a, a new level, yes. This is yeah. more so than any occult version of the hand thus far. Keep in mind, Wolverine has been part of the hand. A few yes. Times, I, think. I don't know if he, he might have led it. I don't know. I'm, I don't recall my Wolverine. I'm not a Wolverine expert by any stretch of any imagination. I'm not going to say he led it, but I know he's been part of the hand before. I know. Yes. All I can attest to is I know he has dealt with the hand one too many times. <laughs> so he gets stabbed and kicked through a portal. Oh, so that's okay. So here's where, Oh, that's fucking what happens. God damn it. That's why I guess I forgot. It's, been a few, it's been like a week. Yeah. So. Okay. My, our fault, everybody, as we're going through the pages to refresh our memories, we, I have discovered that the hand killed him. your script. Yes, I know. And an outline. Honestly, we do need an outline. Probably. Um, so in the, 
they kill the hand kill him basically with their like their magic swords now they all have the dagger they their weapons are the dagger that um solomon has that if you get killed by that blade you go to hell so he gets cut by this blade and it sends him to hell where he falls into the lava which now explains why he's able to move because he's on dead zombie for real and as he comes out of the pit of hell this is where we left off there is the man he's been looking for making some swords and they immediately capture wolverine and throw him yes. in jail and what does he find in jail solomon but our friend solomon and then solomon has just a whole fucking monologue he's okay. great he's like a mixture of low-key Dakin and like something else i can't put my finger on just yet he's got yeah definitely loki vibes definitely Dakin vibes um yeah any of you know the character um technically thanos's brother star fox he reminds me of star fox a little bit because star fox's power is kind of fucking your emotions which usually leads to him banging a lot of men and women but like kind of drugging them anyway um but he reminds me of that character who's always like i'm a ladies man i always got a story for everything yeah yeah he definitely has a story for everything and his story is thus he well also he decides to tell a story because wolverine's regenerating and he thinks okay great might as well talk (laughs) i have a captive audience so (laughs) as wolverine's attempting to heal, heal himself he also gets to hear the story of how solomon has found himself in hell's prison that is because to find the information he needed, he went to go see an oracle in Araco. And this oracle was about to say, I will give you the information you need, but I will need something from you first. But it didn't matter. He knew exactly what she needed before she even asked and presented him, her the head of his, her treacherous sister. And thus, the woman gave him the information he needed, which was that the blade is a blade to hell. So anything that's cut by the sword can go to hell, but also it's a key. Yes, so it's the key to hell. So he's been afraid that he has to kill himself with this blade in order to Yeah, he wasn't crazy about that idea. And he didn't want to do that because he's gorgeous. And why would he want to do that? That's such a dumb thing to do. And so he just slashes into the mountainside, goes to hell and just waits. Oh, part of the woman's riddle was also that she he would meet this mutant that would lead him to where he needed to go. So here you are, Wolverine, the person that's supposed to lead him to the thing he needs. And he does seem fascinated by the idea of a mutant whose power is regeneration. Like, exactly. He seemed like, that's really cool. Like, how would I kill you since I can't kill you kind of yeah. reaction? Mm-hmm. Now, before we keep going, I'm a little confused on one aspect. Is everyone from Akaro a fucking mutant? Are they I, considered mutants? <laughs> I think so, but like a differently evolved mutant. You know, like a mutant that evolved away from where, you know what I mean? Like in a different ecosystem. Because like, for example, when later, really soon, Wolverine wakes up and immediately wants to kill this guy. And he goes, all my skin is basically antimantium. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Why? Why would that be an evolution choice in your body? So that you can't get hurt. But I'm saying like that is a a compound found on yeah, Earth. I know. But 
that might imply that adamantium first came from Goa. I don't. And like, That's true. You, you, could, you, know you could easily say that. That's true. I don't like. I don't know what that means. Yeah, and I don't want to guess. And for all we know, it's not really his skin. He just has some fucking sheet on him, right? Did we already find that out? Some kind of he said, he's, he compared it to chain mail, but yeah. I didn't know if he was comparing it to chain mail, even though it's his skin, or if that's a special armor. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a ruse or whatnot. Yeah, but who knows, man? Also, more naked Wolverine. He's doing all this naked because he had to regenerate. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's just doing this butt ass naked. Yeah. And so then, so Wolverine has discovered that the hand has partnered with Hell in, in all of this, like he, the beast. So the hand used to work for the beast, but now they are, are like becoming like, one with. Yeah. Like they're like truly merged with it. Like that's why they're all undead. And so the beast is marrying off his daughter to one of like the undead hand to solidify this union of great Perfect timing. evil powers. So yeah, Wolverine and Solomon use this opportunity to dress up as foot soldiers and go in there, <laughs> dress up as the foot and go in there. And wouldn't you know it, since it's a wedding, Solomon is, prese- or not Solomon, M- M- Muramasa. Yeah, Muramasa is there presenting the bridal, the bride, bride and groom gifts, which are the swords he made. So there's two of them. So the swords Boom. they need, they don't even have to fight for it. They can share. It's almost like all of this is predestined or something. Well, okay, real quick with that. Why in this particular situation, they both need a sword? Because like both people don't have a soul sword. Both people don't have the sword. Don't they? We don't know. See. Do we? Like, we don't know. I we guess. Okay. All right, all right. Technically, we don't know yet. We haven't seen I'm... what the other champion. We haven't seen the other champion stories yet. Other, the only <laughs> champion stories we've seen are X Men, and so far this one because he Solomon because he's tying in with the X Men. Yeah. Okay. This all implies that there's probably a parallel, like whatever <laughs> Acro is just a parallel earth which yeah is that krakoa is just all of earth i don't fucking know i'm too high for this fucking or, or is other world really the bubble that holds everything in because the bad guys the four horsemen reference other world like it's another place not their home yeah it's not no it's it's other world is not where they're from yeah other world is the intersection of all the realities sure i don't know I don't yeah, know if all the realities, but it is the intersection of a bunch of realities. Okay. Because this is comic, so who fucking knows? Okay. So anyway, long story short, Wolverine and Solomon fight off a bunch of the foot. The Ninja Turtles never show up. Um, <laughs> Solomon actually discovers, seems to get the swords first. Yeah, he gets both of them, but he, in the fight, that's why I paused, because in the fight, he gets cut with one of the swords and discovers it makes him bleed, which is impossible. He can't be hurt. So Wolverine saves him from being killed. They start fighting. Uh, he goes, he, Wolverine kills the beast, discovers that, like you said, Solomon now has both blades. And he says, well, I'm a good sportsman. I'm willing to trade. We don't know what he trades, but Wolverine walks yes. back from Krakoa with the sword he needs and takes his place in the circle. And only time will tell if it was worth the cost. I know. 
So what so the knows? fuck did he just sell to Solomon to and get also, that sword? We'll see this, I guess, in the, all the other issues, but you get a nice little data page about that sword. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the data pages about the swords were good. I liked yeah. it. Um, but before that, yeah, the whole fight where he realizes the sword can hurt him and Wolverine's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, those blades can do that too. They can cut. He says they can cut adamantium. Which means, yeah. like, okay, I guess you can actually cut off Wolverine's head if you really yeah, want. Yeah, that's to what. That's mind. so the stake that the stakes for this fight were so determined, so that each character will is in peril. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the only thing that can kill Wolverine is something that can cut through animanium, mm-hmm. and that's why it's the blade that he has to fight against. Did we already give up on Wolverine him. having heating up claws? Is that a thing anymore? Who said he had heated up claws? That was a thing, like, remember when Wolverine came back from the dead? Oh, okay. Like I, a year before this started, he had no, heat I, up claws. I wasn't really paying attention then, no. Yeah, I guess I gave up on that. Anyway, uh, I just had that thought. That was weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I like this issue a lot. I gave this issue uh, four X's. I gave it three. I like because all this Solomon story. Yeah, the, Sol- yeah, the Solomon Solomon. I, I, that guy cracks me up, man. I don't know. He's if a I'm good saying. character. Yeah, yeah. He's a really I, I, solid character. I want to see I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also, that makes me excited to eventually learn about the other champions. Who, yeah. You know, like who the X, like who's Ileana going to be? Who's her like rival? Well, you can knock out four of them probably. And now you have the fifth. What do you mean? Well, you have the four horsemen. They're probably all going to be in it. I, are they? I would think so. Are they all their champions? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I don't remember. They we have their names already. It was in the first X of Swords. Book. Yeah, it's called War. All right. That's <laughs> no. Um, no, not those names. Yeah. Oh, they have the actual yeah, other yeah, champion yeah. name. Yeah. In the first book, I believe so. I believe they listed off the names of their champions in the like one so, of the. I look at this character and I think. Here, I'm going to pause the recording real quick and look that up. Okay, so my bad. So I just looked it up, and they didn't name the champions themselves. They named the swords that each of the champions would be fighting with. Oh, okay. So. That answers a previous question, then. Yes. So we know the swords, but we don't know the champions. So we don't know for sure that the four horsemen are or aren't in this competition. Sure. Um, but yeah, I look at the character of Solomon and I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if we found out he's a descendant of Apocalypse. He looks very Apocalypse-like. He does. He does look like Apocalypse, which would mean he's probably somehow related to war or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't it know. wouldn't be, it's not, it can't be a coincidence that he looks just like Apocalypse with hair. I know. There's no, no way. They wouldn't do that. Who knows? Not, who yeah. knows? Anything? Maybe he's, yeah, who knows? But I did think that too. He, he he bears a more than striking resemblance to the artist formerly known as Apocalypse. Yes. So, All right, where are we going? Where was chapter four? Chapter four. Or chapter, or was chapter, that chapter five, four? five. Yeah, sorry. Yes, Marauders, Marauders. number thirteen. A nice, like, thick issue, which I thought was nice. Yeah. Um, part five of this event. I really like this issue for multiple, like multiple levels of reasons because I think probably for the same, but go ahead. Yeah. So in this issue, we have storm. She knows the, the rhyme or riddle was about her that, um, that my guess her name player said, yes. And 
quick note, I love this costume she's wearing. I don't know why I'm just getting a good like full picture of it. The I black, like the costume a lot. The black costume one? No, the white one. I know she's oh, been wearing it, but oh, I just yeah, like yeah. this costume. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one, yeah. yeah. And as she's thinking about her life, and we get these great side panels of like her just her life the way it's been. Mm-hmm. Kitty comes out, says, hey, I'll help you whatever you need. And she's like, nope, I, this is a situation I got to do by myself. I do want to pause real quick before we go too far into the actual story itself. Mm-hmm. But the writer is not the normal writer on this. This isn't Jerry Jer- Dugan. This isn't Jerry Dugan. No, this Jerry is Dugan? this is um, Vita. How do you say her last name? I always mess up. Or their last name. Sorry, Ayala. I think Vita Ayala. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'd never heard of this writer. Yeah, they um, they are going to be the ones writing. Oh, X-Men story. I can't remember what it's going to be called, though, but the X-Men book that was supposed to come out when now... It's oh, Children of the Atom? Yeah. They're writing that yeah. one. But well, this is the great they, first step. Right? But also, they are a person of color as well. So I do I do really like that a, a person of color is writing Storm's story here. Oh, it shows in this issue. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, as Kitty's trying to offer help, Storm says she can't, has to do it by herself. Kitty says, like, I knew that was going to happen, and that's how you are, but if you need anything... I'm here. So there's a sword that she needs, a very special one. And we get the history of this sword, kind of like a Wakandan folktale kind of history. And like, I really like this, the style, the style of telling the story about the sword, the sky breaker, which made me think of the Stormbreaker hammer. Yeah. Um, So we have this whole history about where it came from and during a battle and Wakandan kings that had it before and everything like that. So for me, Someone who knows about like a lot, not everything, but a lot about Black Panther comics and stuff like that. Are you an expert on black? Black. I'm <laughs> just black in general. Just all um, the Black Panthers. If you guys don't know, uh, Storm was the queen of Wakanda for a short period of time, married to T'Challa. Mm. And I will when say... When that was? Huh? Do you remember when that was? It not was, I can say it was before Civil War because they got divorced after Civil War. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Because I like to go um, and, and look at some of that. Yeah, so like early 2000s. Okay. After the, oh, now I can't remember his name, forget it. After the Marvel Knights run, I should say. I can't remember the writer's name. Oh, okay. Um, so I read this going like, oh shit, she has to go back to Wakanda and deal with this shit. I'm not up to date on the current Black Panther run by Ta-Nehisi Coates, but I do know their relationship is better than it used to be. Like they're on a better ground than just like fuck off. Yeah, you know? that's good. Not those exes. They're kind of just like, mm-hmm. "What's up? We're cool, right?" And almost like rekind- trying to rekindle something. Yeah. So, her going back there to ask for the sacred sword, and T'Challa's not even there. But on a side note, for me, this is the first time reading anything Black Panther related since Chadwick Boseman died. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this me book, too. when I see T'Challa, I had that moment of like, "Holy shit, that guy's dead." I know. And, and this, then, of course, the last page in this actual comic is like a memorial picture yeah, of him. Yeah, I know. So, like, it was mine a weird feeling o- in general. Mine opens with that. Yeah, that it was a little weird for me for that little bit. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I, I've, yeah, for me too, and and for you know different reasons, obviously. But it, it God, that's so touching, man. This is the first Black Panther story I've read since then too. So Storm is not asking for help from the, the Queen Mother. Um, T'Challa's mother and Suri, his sister. Mm-hmm. 
And she's being very respectful, but they're exp- and she's explaining to them the situation. Hey, there's a whole another world army gonna fucking kill us. I need this ancient sword because it's gonna save the world. I get why we can't take it. And Siri brings up a lot of good points now and later in the book about it's gonna cause a lot of friction. Just wait till Black Panther's back. Yeah, if he gives you the okay. It's fine, no worries. But right now we can't just do that. In this moment when she says, "Okay, I understand you." Siri gives her a look. And this look says a lot. It says that she knows exactly what's going to happen by the end of this fucking day. Mm -hmm. She knows Storm. Yep. They were family. She knows her instincts. And um, afterwards, Siri comes there with dinner to talk about the situation and to explain to her why we can't just give you the sacred sword. If we do, that will cause riots in the street. People already don't love my family. Right. And they can use this as an excuse to fuck over my family. Like, these are all legitimate concerns. But then, where I think the conversation kind of turns a little bit, also, it's a little convenient that a foreign land now wants to take something from us. It's a bad look. Mm-hmm. It can be looked at as you trying to take us over and trying to show your dominance on our culture. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put myself in storm shoes a little bit because the way Siri was talking, like, well, we've never treated mutants differently, but she still seems to be talking about mutants like the other. Yeah. And I feel like storm felt that. Yeah. Where she's like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to save the fucking world. And you're telling me about like, I get what Conda's important, but right now it doesn't mean shit because we're all on earth and earth can be fucking destroyed. Yep. So I yeah. that's a really, really, and now knowing that she's going to write something else, really well-written book. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really enjoyed this. The writing, and the story, the, the plot, like everything about Vita's writing. Yes, yes absolutely. Perfect. And at the end of the conversation, they kind of like agree or disagree, but we'll talk in the morning. Just wait for my brother. Like, just wait for him to get back and we'll be good. And as they're leaving, it's like they both know still what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's a line, I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, the part where she says, I think it's, I know who I am and I know what I must do. But there's also another line before that. I can't find it right now. But it's this basically still acknowledging that, hey, I started out as a thief, so I'm just going to go be a thief. Yeah. I really like that callback. It was subtle and nice and just like, I'm just going to go fucking steal it. Yeah. I, and it's also just a thing that Storm is. Like, I like Storm stories that remember that Storm is a badass with or without her powers. Yeah. You know, like, she don't need them. But at the end of this book, you sh- people should also remember she has fucking powers. Anyway, <laughs> but... Um, oh, they learn it. Yeah. So she goes to this temple where this sword is. Beats up some security, but also turns off this actual security system. And I believe it was like 20 minutes or something like that to actually yeah, 25 yeah. minutes before the system turns back on. Her and plan she, was to switch the sword with a fake one. Yeah. A la Raiders of the Lost Ark. Basically, yeah. She I'm just keeping all, all the old movie. Which I also like because that was a subtle callback to the New Mutant story where they're like, did you guys just come up with a story based on a... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, one of the things I, um, I did like about <clears throat> the scene where she is, is going into the temple or the, the stronghold where the sword is, is she's, 
it's side by side with her flashbacks to when T'Challa was teaching her about this history and this place and all that stuff. So like, it is a nice little like character building moment for that relationship as well. Well, it's kind of like at one point you were a queen and welcomed in here. Now you're sneaking in fighting guards. And then there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets her hand on the sword and it's immediately knocked out by Suri wearing her gauntlets ready to fight. So I love this fight because two people that do deep down love each other, understand each other, but they are on different sides of the field. And Suri makes it really clear. I may not, I may agree with you, but I am going to fight for my country first. And what you're doing is disrespectful to my country. And that's why we're fighting. Now they have for the most part, a hand to hand fight, but I like the ending of the fight because like, there's a line where Storm says, like, she's skilled. No one can doubt that. And then Siri knocks the sword out of her hand. And then she just, like, zaps her lightning. And yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you have powers. <laughs> yeah. This is for the... Yeah, lightning. This is for the we've never treated mutants differently comment earlier. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and zap. So then she rises back up to the platform where the sword is, switches it. The system turns back on. No alarms. And then as she's trying to leave, she tries to use her old access code. It's denied. And I guess like Panther robots yes, Panther come bots. to fight her. And she basically seems to like channel her energy through the sword, which is a really nice splash page. Yeah. And then really she just cool kind of slices through all of them. And then as she's trying to escape to go to the Krakoan gate, she bumps finally into T'Challa. Which to me makes it more tragic. If she literally just waited a few hours. <laughs> right? I know. It's like, oh, God damn it. Like, he more than likely would have been like, okay, here. Yeah. Like, she couldn't have avoided or at all least, this shit. Here's what I want to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least he tells her he would. Like, he implies that if you would have only just asked me, I would have done. Like, I think he, he would have. I, I'm just saying. He let her go with the sword. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying. Duh. Don't always believe your... What I'm saying is don't always believe your exes at face value is all I'm saying. <laughs> Not even going anywhere. Not going to go anywhere. <laughs> um, so when she walks up to the gate and sees all the guards and sees T'Challa there waiting, like you said, says, hey, if you just waited for me, we could have taken care of this. He does tell his guards to stand down and says, you can leave. But basically, like, when you come back, it's going to be as a criminal. And we have to take care of that. You're not a welcome royal guest anymore. Nope. And that is, as you'll see later on, it, it's going to take a toll on Storm. Oh, yeah. That was her home. She was a fucking queen. Now she's kind of pushed back to being a thief. Yeah. Now She'll she's... treated as such. Yeah. And she now, made her decision. I think this is another clue to some kind of larger event between Wakanda and Krakoa. Yeah, probably. I think the first clue was in that one issue where they had that big global meeting yep. with different representatives. And I think yep. this is another major. I think they've been building. They, they've they been given any opportunity. They've made sure people remember that Wakanda does not actually recognize them as a nation. Yes. And I think it's, it's definitely going to blow up soon. And this is going to be like the last, like last can be lit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Bad analogy, but whatever. So, this issue ends with Storm saying again, which said in the beginning, that it was full of sacrifice, it was tough, and there she is, with magic saying, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, of course. Fucking Ileana, dude. So now we have three swords out of ten, right? 
Yeah. Uh, 3D swords down. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure one of the swords is definitely actually going to be cable. <laughs> I think it's yeah. fair to say. I think that's fair to say that cable is one of them. Well, we, I think Gorgon is one of them too. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, some of them we already know because there was that was the thing end of the issue, where, yeah. where Doug was like, okay, this one, I know this riddle is for Solar Show. And oh, Doug is supposed to be one of them. We'll get to that in New Mutants. Actually, Warlock is supposed to be one of them. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, Warlock was... Did you see that page? with in? Oh, this is like two weeks ago I read that That's issue. true, that's true, that's true. That's the right one, yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, Warlock is one of them and which Doug says in, hit, in that when he's deciphering it is, or when he's ciphering it, is that um, if Warlock's going, I'm going with my friend. But it's like, no, you're going because you kind of have to, don't you, dude? And you you're attached and, to each other. And no one knows that right now. Yeah. But anyway. So I give Marauders number 13, five X's. Oh, 1,000%. That was a great book. Fantastic issue, great writing, great storytelling. Especially this, uh, this writer put so much information in one issue, but never felt bogged down by no. it. No, there were some dense word balloons in this, in this book, and it was a joy to read the entire time. Yeah. So fantastic issue. So next episode, let's say we'll cover five issues, four yeah. or five. Yeah. So we've got Hellions, number five, New Mutants, number 13, Cable, five, and Excalibur, 13. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right, then. And then we also just mentioned off air that this week in my pull list, I got a handbook. I didn't yeah. scroll through it yet, but that's going to be interesting. I haven't read it yet. It's handbook. Yeah. That I I forget where that fell through all these, but I'll probably read it. I'll probably it's not re- on the list actually. Yeah, I know it's on. So I'll probably read it after Cable Five. Yeah, because and if anything important in it, we'll mention it basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we'll do a full. We'll see. Let's read it and see what we like it. Let's see what it if, is. If it's like a legitimate handbook of just like blurbs of different yeah. important things, then yeah. no. But then we'll keep it around so we have yeah. some kind of outline. I mean, it will help if we try to remember like which characters who and like who's yeah. doing what. And yeah, especially for the. It's a lot of new characters. Yeah. So guys. So guys. That was an episode. It was. For right. Who is this for? Yeah, I don't know. Who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> um. Thank you guys for listening. You guys can find me, Nick, at Madman Three Thousand Five. Josh, where can they find you, buddy? You can find me at Twitter. On Twitter at Xbrary, and it's library with an X. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Nah, whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> if you're that curious, go back an episode. Anyway, yeah. guys, I want we want more reviews. I, I can't wait to hear what you guys gotta say. It's let fun us for us. It. Let us have it, dude. It's all let good. us have it. It's fun. It's fun dude. We love all you guys. Even if you hate us, if you're still yeah. listening, we get the download, so that's cool. Yeah. Whatever. We appreciate it. We appreciate every single one of you um and you know what i have curiosity if you guys want to write to us and say hey i I wish you guys were more structured and had an outline we're not gonna do a script that's not gonna happen but an outline if you think we need it we'd love to hear it if enough of you say hey get more structured stop getting high before the show we're still gonna say no but we might one of those things is a hard no (laughs) a hard fucking no and that's the outline outline. no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i do not want structure in my life i have enough structure there is too much structure in my life you know that's something i feel all the time all the time 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you deep in the pit of hell found in Japan next time.